Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our backers on Scene Spark. Nas Orgs, James Kane, Kira, and Griff. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains brief depictions of psychological torture, drug use, and betrayal, loud noises including alarms and screams, terror, and dread. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. Still don't think it's a good idea. Does it sound like I'm asking for your opinion? Even if this doesn't burn them out, we won't get any usable data out of it. The signal pattern's gonna get messed up by whatever dreams they have. And if it works, then it won't matter what state the data's in. Dark is better. Did you really think we wouldn't figure out? Dad? Get out of here. It's for your own good, Bill. Mom. We always want the best for you, dear. Once you understand that, you'll be thankful we did it. No. Your brother was the one who died of the you can't pretend to be with all of me, and the army, and the lonely, and the poor me. What happened? Exactly what I said. The signal pattern was outside the acceptable range. I probably need to replace the modulator. God damn it. That's the third one this week. Do you know how hard it is to find these parts? Yes, I do. And I know we have a spare. <sighs> Worth a shot, at least. What do you want, Tyler? What the hell was that? Well, after the last few tests came up short, we thought we'd try something different. Using shock and fear instead of pain. We thought there might be a chance at a better outcome, but unfortunately, it didn't work. I'm going to get some air. Make sure you replace that modulator before the next trial. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. You want fries with that, sir? Was it you? Was what me? Shock and fear. Sounds like your kind of idea. What were you dreaming about? Why do you want to know? Well, no reason. It's just... Looked awful peaceful sleeping there. I was... Dreaming about... Rob. About when we first got together. Before my family found out. Last time I hit... Only time I had Rob and my family. Back then, it just felt... Do you have dreams? I don't sleep, Tyler. Then why do you ask? No. I don't. Not the way 
my brain is. Well, it's not made of the same stuff as yours, but this existence. Sometimes it feels like a dream. When I'm always on the edge of waking up from, like I'm, like I'm something that somebody else dreamed of. And I only exist because they've been asleep for so long. And I'm worried that one day I'm worried that person will finally wake up and I'll just slip away. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Internal records. Uh, do we really have to do this now? January 13th, 2020, at 12.02 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Come on, Sam. We all just want to listen to the radio. Well, I don't. If I have to listen to one more passive-aggressive ad read from Adrian fucking Briggs, I'm going to lose it. What is your problem, Sam? My problem is that Isfa had us locked up in that cabin for almost two weeks looking for something they knew damn well we wouldn't find. Do you have any idea how much time we've lost because Caldwell had an axe to grind? We don't know. That's why they sent us there. Maybe they just got bad intel. Fine. But the point is, we wasted too much time up there, and I don't intend to waste the drive back, too. Enjoying the drive isn't wasting our time, Sam. Keep telling yourself that. Seriously, Sam, why are you so anxious to get back to work? <clears throat> Cross-recording tape number 172118 for personal investigation. Recording begins. begins with silence, a shadow falling across the land where no soul dares to speak and the air will not deign a sound to pass, a calm before the storm, and then light, lines of white and blue that split the night, thundering against the deafening silence. 
where they touch the earth, fires sprout and spread like weeds. And where the flames meet the sea, the water boils. All but the fiercest living things will die, and those who remain may never walk beneath the open sky again. Far above, a tall masted ship sails into the heavens, riding on the comet's tail in search of safer harbors. But they do not know there are dragons between the stars, and the king of the dragons finds them on the border of its lands. It splits their hull with a swipe of its tail, setting her crew adrift on the tides of the nothing that is everything. But it will not end with the earth, for the dark was not killed, and it needs not the air to spread. The sun shall be extinguished, and the moon dissolved to dust as the lightless stars burn out one by one by one as the universe endures, forever dead, forever ageless. And then... Then... Fuck! That's the third time this week, and I still can't remember what comes next. At least I got more of it down this time. I should have known better than to try and write it down by hand. I really wish I'd paid more attention to my dreams growing up. I have to wonder if this isn't all as new as I think it is. Maybe I've been having these dreams all my life and I'm just now remembering them. Dad, the nightmare, whoever that shadow figure I keep seeing is. <sighs> no, no. These don't just feel like normal dreams. I've never had reoccurring nightmares before, not even as a kid. There's no point in worrying about them, though. I'm not going to the doctors and telling them I keep dreaming about the end of the world, that's for sure. Not unless. Anna? What time is it? It's, um, 2.30. Shit. Sorry, Ren. No, it's okay. I'm pulling an all-nighter anyway. Needed the distraction. What's up? Are you still interested in... the possibility of precognition after what happened at QA? Uh, a bit, yeah. Why? Do you have something new? I think so, Ren. Dr. Ren Park, recording for ISPA Internal Records. Experimental report, May 31st, 2017, at 8.32 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. It's already that late. <laughs> yeah, I know. Easy to lose track of time this far down. ISFA built most of these tunnels back in the 80s in case of nuclear war. So I guess being disconnected from the outside world was kind of the point. Yeah. Sure, Ren. Don't worry. We barely use them anymore. Most days, it's just the technicians and a handful of scientists running high-energy experiments down here. ISFA's not in the business of planning for the end of the world. So why is this lab full of high-end medical equipment? <laughs> I requisitioned most of this last week, specifically for this project. Most of it's just on loan from UNM. And Caldwell let you do that? Well, technically... I mean, pushing the boundaries of scientific inquiry is literally a phrase in my job description. And 
I'd say this probably counts. Plus, once I got clearance from the medical science division, I didn't need her signature on those requisition forms, so... Right, right. Let's just get started. Perfect. If you would just go ahead and lie down, and I'll tell the text to get started. A CT scanner? Yeah, I wanted to check for any mundane causes for your dreams before we get any further. Physiological abnormalities, tumors, hemorrhages, that sort of thing. Are you sure that's really necessary? Given your lifestyle and the amount of time you spend in potentially hazardous environments? Yes, I'm afraid it is. And you need the text because... Because I'm an engineer, not a medical doctor. I've been reading as much as I can since you called, but I don't even know how half the equipment works. Besides, how often do you get the chance at a free CAT scan? We really should be billing our time to your insurance, you know. Ha <laughs> ha, Ren. <laughs> Ooh, better turn you off before they... Dr. Ren Park, recording for ISFA Internal Records. Experimental update June 3rd, 2017 at 11.43 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. It's been several days since the subject arrived at Meriwether, and we've conducted a number of sleep studies in an effort to determine the cause of her dreams. These early tests were all conducted under the supervision of Dr. Wright, but he was called away several days ago and left me in charge once he was confident I had a firm grasp of the experiment. Thankfully, we're using much simpler equipment at this stage as well, so I've been able to release the medical texts. Even so, none of these trials have been successful. In fact, the subject's dreams have thus far failed to reoccur in a clinical setting. I'm beginning to wonder if there might be some environmental trigger to her dreams, either in her home in Lake Isabella or in her van. She's reported having these dreams in both, so I suspect it might be something she normally carries with her but didn't bring this... Strike that. It seems like something is happening. The subject appears to be in a state of some distress. Elevated heart rate and respirations, miliquy, and her EEG seems to indicate she's having a night terror, or at least something similar. From what I've read, night terrors are rare for adults without a previous history of parasomnia, but it's... It's... The EEG has changed. She was in slow-wave NREM sleep a moment ago, but now it's... These are alpha waves. Notation. The subject's brainwaves have entered an alpha phase similar to the characteristics of wakefulness, despite the fact that bodily functions remain within the parameters of normal sleep, and the subject clearly remains unconscious. I don't know what In could be... In the desert, be. where the water sleeps, where the wealthy drink the liquor gold and silver, and bury lights in the earth where no light should dwell. A power will rise below the sand more terrible than any before or after. And she'll try to close the door. But in doing so, throw open doors within itself that shall never be closed again. And through those doors, a terror Anna, shall rise to poison Anna, the Anna, wake up. And freeze it's just planet. a dream. You're fine. Ren? Ren, you need to help us. Help me. It's coming. What's coming? What did you see? Help me. Please help us. The world is dying, Ren. I will. I promise. We just need more data.
Dana Sheridan, recording for ISFA Internal Records. Experimental update, June 9th, 2017 at 2.21 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. It's been about five days since Ren and I started this experiment. Based on what they saw during the sleep study and Dr. Wright's reactions, they wanted to see if they could induce the same kind of brain patterns while I'm awake. So, here I am. Nearly a hundred hours since I last slept. Saw another person or went outside this lab. I've got a laptop with no internet connection, but plenty of movies and podcasts, several books, workout equipment, and a two-week supply of food and coffee, along with a hot plate to prepare it. Ren wanted to make sure I stayed awake as long as possible, and the best way to do that is keep my mind and body engaged as much as I can. That worked until about day three. I thought this wouldn't be that difficult. I'm pretty sure I already have some level of insomnia, and I'm used to going for days without sleep when I'm on the road, but I was not prepared for this at all. I have to wonder how much of it is because I'm in this room. Ren's been intentionally vague about how far underground we are, but it feels deep. Like I'm buried under miles of Earth and I'm the only person left alive on the entire planet. Or like I'm on the moon. Without the sun, I have no way of tracking the time except for the clock on the wall. And even that seems to be lying to me. Minutes stretch on way longer than they should. And then hours just vanish when I look away for what feels like a second. My energy comes and goes too. Though that might be more because of the amount of coffee I'm drinking to stay awake. I seem to be more or less wakeful in cycles of about 30 to 40 hours, though I haven't been specifically tracking them. I know Ren can see me, and they're probably keeping thorough notes when they're not buried in research. I've also been eating less, despite the amount of exercise I'm doing to stay awake, at least when I feel awake enough to move at all. To top it all off, I haven't had any cannabis since the experiment started. Ren didn't want to muddy the results, and I know it makes me drowsy, but I've been having withdrawal symptoms since day three, and I fucking hate it. It's made my mood way more unpredictable, and the effects of sleep deprivation even worse. You know what? Fuck it. The experiment is sleep deprivation and isolation. Not sleep deprivation, isolation, and quitting cold turkey all at the same time. I really doubt I'll ever be able to dream with my eyes open like Ren wants, and there's no way I'm spending another second of this experiment sober. God, I hate vapes. This was a gift from Anthony during one of my first press tours. Only for emergencies, he said. Well, Tony... I think this counts. <sighs> oh. oh, shit. Anna? Anna, is everything all right in there? Anna? 
Anna, can you hear me? Anna, look around you. Observe your surroundings closely. What do you see? A lab. Where is this lab? I don't know. Anna, can you move around? Explore where you are? What do you see, Anna? I see... a star. A faraway star. Burning in a window of light that is an eye staring into the distant past a billion, billion, billion miles away. A brilliant blue sun, young and blazing. But there's a second star. A corpse star. The remains of her long-dead sister still circling in a dance of death. And it's... is consuming her. Feeding on her. The corpse star struggling to be reborn. It's close. And it... <gasps> what did you see? Ben, please help me. What did you see? The dead star bleeds back into life. Exploding in rebirth. The small green world orbiting it had no warning before they were erased. All life utterly destroyed. The entire civilization cut short before it could even begin. Billions of living things dead before they had a chance to understand what was happening to them. When is this happening? How far in the future? It's already happened. It was millions of years ago. When will we know that it's happened? Did you see a clock in that lab? December 1st, 2017. 8.45 a.m. <sighs> Thank the goddess. I almost thought this was all for nothing, but that sounds like a Type 1A supernova. Exploding neutron star. Those are pretty easy to spot and highly characteristic. It'll take a few months, but once the observatory spotted... What the hell did you do? Oh my god. Anna. I'm so sorry. I should have explained it, but we both wanted to figure out how your dreams work, and I couldn't warn you without messing up the results. I just watched an entire planet die, Ren. You think I was ready to answer questions? I'm sorry, but I thought you wanted to know the truth about your dreams. That you wanted my help. Yeah. I thought I wanted that too. What the fuck? Where did you get this tape? Uh, Ren gave it to me with the rest of them. Right after we got started at Merriweather, he said they might help. Why would Ren give us this tape and not tell us what they did? They did, though. Ren told us they did sleep studies to test Anna's abilities. That wasn't a fucking sleep study, Sam. That was Ren torturing their friend for answers. That's... Bit of an exaggeration, isn't it? I mean, she agreed to do it, right? She knew it was going to push her, and they got the results they needed, so... That doesn't make it okay, Sam. <laughs> Look, 
maybe it doesn't seem like it to you two, but she was your sister and your girlfriend. You're both too close to look at it objectively, and if the world really is ending, then isn't an experiment like that justified? He lied to his friend for no good reason, Sam. Can't you see why that's wrong? Of course I can, but Anna knew the risks before she got started. She asked to be there because she knew her dreams meant something bad was coming. Isn't that the right thing to do? Shouldn't people put themselves on the line when there are lives at stake? You sound like Morrison, Sam. (sighs) Let's just not talk about it for now. You okay, Sam? What? You've got a weird look on your face. Uh, Nothing, nothing. It's just... Just had an idea about something. Don't worry about it. The Sheridan Tapes, Episode 66, Breath and Tears and Tortures. Starring Ezra Day Wayne as Ned LaRoe, Mike Kennedy as Edgar Morrison, Jesse Steele as Bill Tyler, Drew Rutherford as Evan Tyler, Jenna Rose Geyser as Lillian Tyler, Alejandro Cejudo as Amanita, Trevor Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, Amitola Lomas as Maria Sol, Virginia Spots as Kate Sheridan, Aaron Neely Chaconis as Anna Sheridan, and Sam Taylor as Ren Park, with original music by Jesse Hogan. Written by Trevor Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Trevor Van Winkle. Visit the Sheridan Tapes com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at the Sheridan Tapes. I'm Trevor Van Winkle. This is Homestead on the Corner, and you're listening to the Sheridan Tapes. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. 
The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.